Okay, I have been asked to do Bible studies, and so I'm going to honor that request. I had a, uh, several people ask me to do that, and I just have to admit with my schedule, it's really hard for me to actually do it on a time where everyone can get together. Um, but I will do it in the future um, on Zoom app. I'm still trying to figure out probably once a month I will be doing Bible studies live from the Zoom app. And so um, that's coming soon. But in the meantime, I will be doing podcasts with Bible study topics. So that way it's like a short way that I can still, you know, feed you guys and, and kind of give you guys a little nuggets here and there. Um, and then you, that way you have something going on. Um, up until I can get to the point where we can actually meet as a group and do live um, Bible studies. So here we go. The first Bible study that I'm going to put on this on my podcast, um, Be Better Human channel, is entitled "God Can Handle You Part 2. and I'm going to be coming from Jude, chapter uh, Jude chapter one. There's only one chapter in Jude, verse twenty three, twenty four, and twenty five. And it reads, And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the one, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. And when I say God can handle you, he can handle your problems. He can handle your broken heart. He can even handle the good things that we think we did on our own that we really only did be with the help of the Lord. And um, on here it says that he is able to keep us from falling. And he's going to present us perfect in the presence of the Lord, in the presence of glory. And so any issue that we have, when it says this, this um word that he's able to keep us from falling that means any particular temptation that may come up up in your life um that is known to men the power of the lord is able to keep you from from going in that direction um but it's in our own human strength no we can't do it but in his strength we can and so I want to read, I want to go up in this same passage here. In fact, I'm just going to take the time to read through. It's it's really kind of a a small reading. So I'm going to go ahead and that's the, the premise of this whole talk is that God is able to handle you. Jesus is able to take care of any issue that you have. But I want to go ahead and start back at chapter, uh, we're on Jude chapter one. And I'm going to just read through this uh, so that we can kind of, I don't like just, jumping into something and you're not understanding the background of what's going on in that passage. So here we go. Starting at verse one, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God, the father and preserving Jesus Christ and called mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye sh should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, 
ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord God, Jesus Christ. I would therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal life. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers defiled the flesh, despised dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Verse 9, yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, the Lord rebuke you. Verse 10, but these speak evil of those things which they know not, but what they know naturally and brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran grievously after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. These are spots in your feast of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds, they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth, without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seven from Adam, prophesied of these sayings. Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints. Verse 15, to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Verse 16, these are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of the Lord of our Jesus Christ, of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you that told you there should be mockers in that last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. Verse 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Verse 23, that's what we started on. In verse 24, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceedingly joy, exceeding joy. In verse 25, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. And so now that I read that whole now that I've read that whole passage, you can see there's a contrast here. There's a, con a contrast between people that are evildoers and how they're living and people that really love the Lord and how they live. And so when we truly completely surrender to our Lord, then he is able to keep us from falling and um, he's able to keep us from being pulled away from what he has for us, which is all the things that sin creates in your life. 
it's turmoil and destruction. If you just really think about it, lust and all those things that are against what the Lord had um, really called us to be, it really is heading you down a path of destruction. So that's why he delivers you from that. And that way you don't desire those things anymore. Okay. And I want to go up to verse 18. And he says, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. And verse 19, these be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. And so we, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a total difference between someone who should be proclaiming that they, are, that they know the Lord and someone who really doesn't have the spirit of the Lord. And so we know there's some people that are claiming that they have the Lord, but there's, they're still walking after ungodly lust. So how could that be the case? And then verse 20, but ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And this right there, I could, that alone is so much, it's hard for me to kind of gloss over that in this short podcast, but praying in the Holy Ghost, it's so huge in my life. You know, it's just something that I look forward to doing. It's something that I enjoyed having that time with the Lord. And it's something that's very private for me. I don't like to usually pray in the Holy Ghost around other people in the company of a lot of other people because I, I the Lord says we're supposed to edify the brethren when we're around other brethren. And so when I'm around other people, I like to give them a word that they can understand and something that the Holy Ghost can also reveal for me to tell them. And so when I'm speaking with him in the Holy Ghost, that is really for me and his time together because it's time when he's downloading into me things that I need for my life. And it's it's just really private for me. Now, I know for some other people, they're able to just speak in the Holy Ghost around others. And and it's easy or it's comfortable for them. But um, I I build up my, host, my most holy faith um, with that time with the Lord. And he, and he says that that's how we build up our faith. If you look at this, let's look at this again. Verse 20. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you're when you're doing all all that time with the Lord and stuff, he says you're supposed to be building up yourself. And so there's times where you build up others and there's times where you build up yourself. And so that's why for me, um, when I'm speaking in the Holy Spirit and every um, speaking in other tongues and things like that, I like to do that alone um, in, in the you know, comfort of my own uh, closet with the Lord. Now, sometimes I do have a couple of prayer lines and I, I feel a little comfortable sometimes on, the, on their praying in the Holy ghost because a lot of them are also doing the same thing. Um, but, but it's, it just, it's just, it's just been a process for me. And, um, and, and I believe that it's, it's nothing wrong with feeling that you want to do that in, in your private time. And there's nothing wrong with it. If you're able and comfortable to do it around others, but I'm just saying, that's just how I feel about it. In verse 21, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And I believe uh, that's what I that's why I'm so passionate about the different things I'm involved in down here in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I'm involved in, you know, church ministries. I'm involved in my own personal nonprofit ministries because I'm here trying to make a difference. And the Lord said that we they the world would know us by our love. 
And so that is really something that I truly walk out every, I try to walk it out every single day, having compassion and trying to make a difference in someone's life. And when uh, we want to, when I, when I, when I want to go back to what I was talking about, as far as the topic, the Lord can handle you. There are certain things that we have to do to put ourselves in position to receive from the Lord. And, you know, it's not just as easy as one, two, three. It, it's a process. And for anybody to tell you anything else, they're not telling you the, the full truth. But the process is a time of purging. It's a time of confusion for some people at the beginning because the world is going to tell you that you're on the wrong track. This, when you meet the real Lord, the real God, and you're not bound by all these rules at, of church and all this, you know, silliness that the world has told you is what God wants and what he requires. When you really meet him for real and you find out, oh, okay, so I've been lied to about from this person and this and this entity has been trying to control me and things like that. And it has nothing to do with the Lord and the real Lord. When you wake up and you figure out all that out. Here comes the problems. <laughs> and that's why I say it's a little confusing because you're going to see the world treat you totally different than how they used to treat you. You're going to see your family treat you different. Even maybe even your own church family may treat you different because they have an expectation from you to go along with what they want and what they are comfortable with. And a lot of times the Lord doesn't always have the certain, he doesn't have a certain path that you're supposed to follow in me too. Like it could be, that the Lord wants you to go do missions, you know, at this point in your life and who he, who he, who you are in Christ, he might be telling you to go do a mission trip most of next year and not even working full-time job, just go do missions. But does that mean that he's going to tell, look at Cynthia and tell Cynthia the same thing? No, because I'm in a different position in my life. I mean, you know, the Lord has a different work for me, a different assignment. I should put it that way. <clears throat> so when you're looking for human approval and human, uh, Humans to give you the next step, they're always going to have a certain path for you to follow, but it might not be the path that the Holy Spirit is telling you to follow. And so it's very important to have that time with him and to build up your most holy faith in him. And not not that it's anything wrong with asking other people for help and things like that or, or for suggestions, but you better make sure that when you make that final decision that you go spend some time with the Holy Spirit. Just you and him building up your most holy faith because the Lord is definitely able to handle anything that may come up in your life. But a lot of times he wants to be your life. He doesn't want to just handle what comes up. He wants you to want him and live for him. And then since you're already walking with him, he's going to be able to give you the direction that you need. And so I also wanted to point out one more other thing before I you know, stop this podcast about this particular this particular um passage. Let me go back here. It was talking about how the saints will judge. It's talking about how the saints will judge. Here we go. Verse fourteen. And Enoch, also the seven from Adam, prophesied to these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. 
So here we go. We possibly could be part of that 10,000 of the, of the saints that are going to be putting, executing judgment upon all. And when you think about the weight of that, the weight of that responsibility, it's not a game. It's not a game out here. So we have to be in a position if we're going to be, you know, basically um, executing upon the standard of the Lord against those that were, you know, ungodly and evil. How can we be in a position to do that if we're not already walking it out now? We have to be already consecrated and set aside now uh, for the work for the work of the Lord and, and the things that he wants us to do. And we don't have time to be, you know, trying to be friends with people that are ungodly. We don't have time to be giving them a false security that they're okay when they're really not. I mean, we we can't do that because it's almost like a a court judge, right? They uphold the law of the land. It's not it's nothing personal. If you come before them and you and you're guilty, you're guilty. You know, you now this is in the and I know that doesn't work like that on this earth because there's so many crooked judges that they take bribes and things like that. But this is a real, this is the real deal. The real judgment is coming to this earth and the law, the way it's going to be judged is based off this word, the word of God. And so if we're not executing that rightful judgment now by looking at the word and and seeing, okay, does this line up with the word, what the word is saying, how are we going to be in a position to uphold the standard later? If we don't even, if we're not familiar with it now, that's why judges have to go through all that training. They don't get just get to go from, you know, two day, two years of school and then they're a judge. They have to be a lawyer a lot of times first. They have to be well-versed and well-educated in in uh, in the laws of their particular dish, uh, the, their particular jurisdiction. And so us as the saints that are coming back to execute judgment on this world, we have a charge right now to know the word backwards and forwards, frontwards and backwards, and to be spending our time building up our most holy faith in the Holy Spirit so that we are in a position to rightfully judge ourselves and also continue to judge others and help others get 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 back on the right track, the ones that are going to. And then um, I'll just, this, I want this podcast to stay pretty short, so I just want to stick there. And, and in your private time, this is a really chunky meat, meaty passage of scripture, this Jude chapter one. And I and I I encourage you to please please read it, please read it again and again and and take notes over it and see what you get out of it, um, and see what the Holy Spirit has to say to you about it because th- this is really a important time. It's a wonderful time to be alive, but it's also a serious time because we're gonna we're under a lot of uh, deception right now in this age, and so we have to be able to build up our most holy faith in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Holy Spirit. And um, as it says in verse 20, so I just want to leave you with that, that the Lord can handle you. He wants to, he wants to be there to help you with everything that you're facing. Let it be whatever it is, you know, you fill in the blank. Lord, I need your help with, with this, Lord God. I need your help with this particular vice that's trying to come against my heart and try to come against my my walk and my witness, dear God. I just need you to relieve me and help me with this. And if, if when you come in a humble way and ask the Lord for that help and, and you really are sincere about it, the Lord knows. And the Lord and the Lord is there. He's there to meet that. He's he's there to meet you in that. But at the same time, 
we can't we can't be half walking you know walking um wayward and ungodly and then expect the lord to show up for us and, and do things through us because he he's not going to he's not going to be able to do that because because we're out of order we have to be in a certain place ourselves to receive the help and so we just need to make sure that we're reading reading the word and and praying and and fasting and and being able to be quiet enough to only hear his voice instead of always trying to find someone on YouTube to follow, to follow or trying to go to a church and hear what the, what the preacher has to say every week. No, the Lord wants to speak with you. He doesn't always need that middle person to speak to you. He wants he wants you and him to have a conversation on the regular. And so I encourage you. I encourage you today if you don't if you don't have a strong prayer life, if you, if you're still working on that to make that your make that your your uh focus for now is to work on your prayer life. Because you don't want to miss out on the things that the Holy Spirit wants to tell you directly by you not being quiet enough and still enough for for him to be able to talk to you. So um, much love in the word. And I also wanted to say today, try to bless somebody else. Try to be a rainbow in someone else's cloud. Famous words by Maya Angelou. Try to find someone to bless, someone to call and encourage somebody to, you know, or just spend time with that you're someone that you haven't spent time with in a while. Try try to find someone that you can bless today and be a better human.